Did you ever think you would make it? I feel I'm so close I could take sweet victory. I know this life meant for me. Yeah, why would you bet on Goliath when we got bet David? Value taming, giving values contagious. This world of entrepreneurs, we get no value to haters. How they run, homie, look what I become. I'm the, I'm the one. Okay, we are on uh, home team today. Sauce, Vinny, we got Tom in the house, BizDoc, as well as uh, Rob, a.k.a. Malik, Malik in the house <laughs> as well. Okay, home team, a lot of topics. We haven't had a chance to talk issues all week long. Mm-hmm. Your suit looks amazing, but the pants look sharper. Thank I, you. The pants sharp. Actually, not, they're not pants. They were painted on. You're not yeah. wearing anything Tom, under the Tom desk, was like, from what I understand. The zipper's weird. I go, that's not yeah. a zipper. Very, very impressive. Get the, piercing this will be the first time any of our uh, 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 experts have done a podcast. This is a good thing about camera angles is Vinny's actually wearing briefs right now. Yep. Okay. And today's mm-hmm. podcast is sponsored by, I think, who was it? Yours is Haynes, or who, who are you going with? I love Haynes. Haynes. I can't. Haynes from Costco. Oh. Haynes Costco Haynes, Haynes, or which Haynes? The big, the packet. Yeah. Where I'm still wearing brand new ones. Okay. Gentlemen, Calvin Klein. Just so, okay, we, we got a lot to talk about. Here's what happened. By the way, Tidy this whitey. man, every time this guy gets on TV, he scares the crap out of people. Mids. Jerome Powell gets yeah. out there, and there's a video of himself and Senator Kennedy going back and forth. We'll talk about it. Wall Street Journal, Fed explores faster rate increases. Boom! What happens? Dow, NASDAQ down 1.5%. You got the S&Ps down 1.5%. You got everybody down 1.5% pretty much yesterday after this announcement was made. Mayday, mayday. I don't know if you heard what FTC is doing. They have demanded the Twitter turnover internal communication related to owner Musk as well as the uh, detailed information about layoffs. Documents viewed by the Wall Street Journal. I wonder why the FTC is now hmm. investigating Weird. Elon Musk. There's a guy that said this year is going to be called the year of investigations. There's more investigations going on. U.S. China having more problems. We'll talk about that. Uh, Tucker, January 6th. I think what is trending right now on Twitter, if I'm not mistaken, what is trending on <laughs> Twitter right now is Tucker Carlson is a liar. Uh, we'll talk about uh, whether uh, the, the folks uh, getting that hashtag to be trending is are right or wrong. Five takeaways, New York Times, from Ron DeSantis' book. You got Vivek Ramaswamy, who was just on the podcast six or seven weeks ago, rips Trump vows to banish FBI and 10 Fed agencies. That would be an interesting one to talk about. AOC and uh, uh, Kevin O'Leary uh, went at it. I think Kevin O'Leary, I mean, he had some, uh, whether you like what happened with FTX or not, his Thoughts on what AOC has done, calling her the top job killer in America was powerful. There's some uh, things Jamie Dimon said. I don't know if you saw what Jamie Dimon said about a couple different states in America. They may want to pay attention He's to a fan of where they're investing. couple states. It's very important to know. TikTok is limiting teens to 60 minutes of screen time a day, but... And there's a big but. <laughs> oh, yeah, there is. Twitter revenue took a big hit. And, uh, iPhones are making a, a plant in Indiana, $700 million. We'll talk about that. Financial Times had an article, Who to Fire? How the Biggest Companies Plan Mass Layoffs. We'll definitely talk about Powell. We'll talk about the car debt piles up as more Americans struggle to make payments. Hannity gives interview to Ron DeSantis before Trump. And uh, half of America lost their minds. How could you do that? A bill is being pitched on four-day work week, uh, which is being reintroduced in the House as idea gains speed. Uh, by the way, I did some digging on this one. It'd be interesting to see if you can guess what country, without Googling this, what country works the least amount of hours per week and what that number mm. is. We'll talk about that. Mansion 
had some things to say to Biden. You can't just tax your way out of debt. We got some rules on China investments. An ex-NBC doctor gets no jail time after asking a girl, nine-year-old, for nudes. Pretty wild when you hear these stories. Pretty wild when you hear these stories. Okay, so let's go into the first story, which is people want to know what is going on. Just two days ago, Wall Street Journal said the fact that you know, mortgage applications in the month of February were the lowest in 28 years. A lot of people were concerned. 30-year fix was at 6.65 if your credit is flawless. A lot of people are paying 7.5 points right now. Had a call yesterday with a guy that runs a mortgage company out of L.A. with 100 loan officers. He says February was his worst month in his career in loans and selling real estate across the board for all of his guys. And we talked about a little bit on uh, what message I gave him. But, Tom, I'm going to go over to page 8 story. Fed share opens door to faster rate moves and a higher peak, okay, a higher peak. So Powell's comments were that the clearest acknowledgement yet that the recent reports shown inflation remains stubborn and that the job market remains resilient are likely to shake shown inflation uh, uh, up the policy trajectory for American central banks. Powell suggested that the peak rate projection of five to five and a quarter for interest rates would need to be adjusted by more than that without specifying how much more. Tom, how bad is this going to get? Um, we said it was happening, and it's here. Right now, just for everybody's reference, um, the federal rate is 475, 4.5. It's in a quarter point span, the way they do it. And what that means, that's what banks borrow the money from, and then they turn that into car loans, mortgages, and things like that. At the beginning of the year, Pat, People thought that the rate increases were going to stop probably around May or June and then start getting some reductions Yep. so that car loans would be more affordable as we hit back to school. Um, mortgages may be more affordable fourth quarter, third quarter. That's what people thought that the first half of Tale of Two Cities, first half of 23, kind of tough. Second half of 23, things getting better, a little bit of sunshine. Well, economic data came out and it it looks bad. It looks like inflation is really hot and not being tamed. In the last podcast, we talked about Larry Summers said, hey, the Fed's really behind the curve here. They got to make a move. And guess what? Jerome Powell yesterday said, we're going to be raising rates. He won't say how much, but everybody is basically, and the market has reacted, everybody saw the market down, that it's going to be a half a point in about a week on March 22nd. What they're worried about is that it'll also be a half a point on May 3rd and then a quarter point in June, a quarter point in July. So that is a point and a half that would take it not to the 5.5. Remember everybody mm-hmm. thinking 5.5? Yep. But all the way to six, maybe six and a quarter. And so with those rates up, mortgages uh, just hit a wall. We covered it on the last podcast, a 28-year low in the number of mortgages per week. 28 years. That's phenomenal. And so it basically translates to car uh, car loan percentages, interest rates are not going down anytime soon, probably not until fourth quarter, the way this is looking. Because I want to show you this. I want to show you this. If you can play this clip with Jerome Powell yesterday, him and Senator Kennedy going back and forth, and uh, uh, what's important about this is three minutes and 45 seconds. 
I asked Elon if he can speed up the stuff on Twitter. I don't think they have it yet to do the playback speed. I think you just have to play it at the speed that they have. But everybody has to watch this exchange. Watch this. Typically, when you see these things, what do you think about? The guy's not going to admit to anything. Yeah. He's going to play bullshit. He's going to play dumb. He's going to play this. Well, yeah. Watch what yeah. Powell does. He doesn't stonewall. He just tells you, yep, that's what's going to happen. You're looking for yep, a fluff, that's what's going to happen. There is zero fluff, fluff answers here. <laughs> he straight up gives it to you. Play the clip. Watch this. Anti-fluff. You're raising interest rates. Yes, sir. You're raising interest rates to slow the economy, are you not? Yes, to cool the economy off. Um, and one of the ways you measure your success other than fluctuation in gross domestic product is the unemployment rate. Is it not? Yes, one of the measures. Okay. So in effect, this, I'm not being critical. When you're slowing the economy, you're trying to put people out of work. That's your job, is it not? Not really. We're trying to we're trying to restore price stability. No, um, you're trying you're trying to raise not, not the wages. Un, you're trying to raise the unemployment rate. There are and, lo- and so there that are a lot me- of that mean I know you don't like the phrase, so let me strike it. You're trying to raise the unemployment rate, are you not? No, we're not trying to raise it. We're trying to realign supply and demand, which could happen through a bunch of channels, like for example, uh, you know, just job openings. All right, job let me, openings. Let me could- put it another way, okay? The economists did a, did a wonderful study. They looked at, at, at 10 disinflationary periods in America going all the way back to the 1950s. Disinflation is Watch what you're this. trying to do. It's Watch a slowing this. in the rate of inflation. Am I right? Yes. In other words, prices don't go down. They just don't go up as fast. Deflation is when prices actually go down. You're trying to achieve disinflation, are you not? Yes, we are. Okay. Based on history, in the 10 times that we got inflation down, disinflation since the 1950s, in order to reduce inflation by 2%, unemployment had to go up 3.6%. Now, that's history, is it not? I don't have the numbers in front of me, but yes, the standard has been that there Not have been recessions me. and downturns when okay. the Fed has tried Watch to reduce inflation. Watch how this ends. What right number? Now, the, the current inflation rate is 6.4%, and the current unemployment rate is 3.4%. Now, if history is right, I'm not asking you to, 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 again, blame anybody. But if history is right, unless you get some help, in order to get inflation down from 6.4%, to, let's say, 4.4%, and the unemployment rate is going to have to rise to 7% based on history. That's what the record would say. Okay. And to get inflation down to 2.2%. Watch this. Based on history. Here we go. An immutable fact. Watch. Unemployment would have to go to 10.6%. <laughs> would it Uh-oh. not? Oh. No, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. That's uh, what the yeah, record shows. That's what the history shows. Watch. Yeah, yeah. I don't think that kind of a number is is at all in play here. I mean, I I know you're reluctant to admit it, and you don't want to get in the middle of a policy uh, dispute. But I think it's undeniable. It's undeniable that the only way we're going to get this sticky inflation down is to attack it on the monetary side, which you're doing, and on the fiscal side, which means Congress has got to reduce the rate of growth of spending and reduce reduce the yes. rate of growth of, yes, of debt you accumulation. Do. Yes, now, you do. I get that you don't want to get in the middle of that fight. But the more we help on the fiscal side, 
the fewer people you're going to have to put out of work. Isn't that a fact? Please answer. Could work out that way. Could work out that way. Could work out that way. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you, Senator Kennedy. Senator Reid of Rhode Island. Pause this. Watch this. Zero hiding anything. Now, here's the thing. Kennedy is a what? He's a Republican, right? From Louisiana. Jerome Powell was assigned uh, by who? Trump. Trump. And he's still here by who? Biden. Biden. So he is... He he is both unbiased, but he knows. What I he's think he's about. disliked by both sides. 100%. Okay, mm-hmm. let me tell you. You're saying th- disliked or by both disliked? Sides. Yeah, disliked. I love D-I-S-L-I-K-E-D. Yeah. He's disliked by both sides. And let me tell you, this is going to sound weird. He's exactly where he needs to be. Okay. Yeah. Here's here's my opinion. Yes, you have to not be spending more money and forcing Congress to not have a bigger budget. Yes. Yes, we have to do. Yes, the, you have to kind of go through this. What do you want to do? Delay the time bomb even more and more and more for other people? Well, what else do you need to do with this? We're going to go through a season that's going to suck. I'm talking to this guy yesterday. First question I ask, how much money you got saved? He says, we're good. Okay, good. Because, you know, one of our MOs is you, you got to always have your cash in place so you don't have to make desperate decisions. I said, just so you know, how long do you think this is going to last? I'm asking this guy who's in the real estate business. Him and his wife are on. He says, Pat. We're not, we're not counting 23 as a year where anything's going to go our way. I say that's good because that's probably what's going to end up happening to the real estate and a mortgage They're bracing world. for the storm, right? They are. And yeah. by the way, there are some great crusaders who are in the real estate yeah. and the mortgage side that have convinced yeah. everybody everything's going to be fine. Yeah. This season is coming. Mm-hmm. And, and, and when unemployment, remember when he asked the question, what should I do? You know, all of a sudden, what number should I hit? And I said, we looked at unemployment by states. And remember, Nevada was at 5%. I'm yeah. like, wow, look at Nevada. And it's like, no, they went from 23% to, da, 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 yeah, to yeah. 5%. Okay. <laughs> if this thing goes the way it's going, unemployment hits 5, 6, 7. He's saying 10 point something percent. Listen, when is the last time unemployment hit 10% outside of COVID? Outside of COVID. Don't yeah. count COVID. Pat, outside of COVID. And Pat, that's 10%. Uh, 10 I think po- the nice man is in hospice care in Plains, yeah. Georgia. Was. Well, yeah. This is Jimmy Carter. Before before I was even born. Is probably. that yeah. what it is? Seven, Late 70s? Is it? I think I it's 79, it? 80. When is the last time? If you just go to history of unemployment rate, that's all you got to do. History of... Certainly not in my lifetime. Uh, history of unemployment rate. They go 1982, 10.1. The last time it hit double digits was 1982, 10.1. And so, by the way, do you know the month that uh, uh, Joe Biden became president? I think that month or the following month, I did a video comparing him to Jimmy Carter. Yeah. Those two guys have a, we have a case study of this. Mm-hmm. It's called Jimmy Carter, and we're there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously, if it gets that extreme, right? That's what you're saying. If it gets to 10%. It, okay, so if you don't do that, then what is the alternative? Imagine if Powell doesn't do So let's say Powell doesn't do what he's doing right now. Mm-hmm. What happens? The economy overheats, inflation runs amok, you know, pricing is out of control. He's, he's, I think Jerome Powell That's is... exactly right. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. 
Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yeah, Jerome Powell's doing what he's got to do. I, I agree. He's yeah. got, he's got, yeah. And by the way, you know what I like about the way he took his position? He came, you know what he looked like? He looked like, listen, guys. <laughs> I don't give a shit what you ask me. Yes. We're raising the rates. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. What do you look like? But, uh, Left, right, middle, we're raising the rates. Whether you like yeah, it or not. It's almost like that. Yeah. I think what is it's funny because Senator John Kennedy from from, yeah, I love from him. Louisiana, I love him. it seems like a character of a guy I just don't know what the hell he's talking about, but he actually in essence did know. It just doesn't sound like it. Yeah. But so he he's uh he's a he's a Incredible dude. He's been around forever. He's a crazy he's a senator. Dude. If you get yeah. past his accent and his yeah, old that's style. My point. That's my point. That's my thing. He's a, a caricature. Sure. Um, he is. You can't get past the accent. But he was a former treasurer of Louisiana, senator, attorney, lawyer. He just happens to sound like he's uh, a wild bill. But what, 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 you, <laughs> what, Yosemite Sam. Yeah, bang, bang. Yeah, bang, but bang. What, what we also know is that. I don't know what just happened. No, it'd be, it's the equivalent of a guy trying to come up to BizDoc. On who's been around the block a little bit, but not nowhere near BizDoc's level. And BizDoc's just like, okay, I'm hearing a pitch for the billionth time about raising capital. But how many conversations do you think? Jerome Powell is an economist extraordinaire. This guy's a senator who kind of knows a little bit. I appreciate the questions. But Jerome Powell is a beast, and I think he's doing a great job. And I With think a he real ge- even temper for that yeah, kind of even assault. temperament. He's almost like that you know, guy in Goodfellas when like, yeah. oh, you can't pay By the way, what's his, what's his birthday real quick, Jerome Powell? I just, this is random. February 32nd. No, oh. no, no. That's, you guys are Pat, have you funny. nailed that? I'm buying a February lot of things. February 4th. Oh, I, I, that's oh. also my birthday, so I'm a I big fan 30 of... 32nd. 32nd. Uh, <laughs> there you go. But I, if you could give a grade to Jerome Powell, not a household name, at this juncture in, in, in the economy right now, what grade would you give him today? I give him a solid A, not an A minus, not an A plus, just a solid A. Hmm. Yeah, I, I think he's got a hard job, bro. Yeah. I think he's got a. You know what's the hardest job? Here's the hardest job. So think about it this way: the hardest job is when you're about to make a decision, and your mom and dad have never ever agreed on anything mm-hmm. in their lives, and they're divorced. So whatever your dad agrees on, your mom disagrees. Whatever your mom thinks is a good idea, your dad disagrees. Such a great analogy. You go to your mom on. and you say, "Hey, mom, here's what I'm thinking about. I'm thinking about." Lower in interest rates. What do you think? <laughs> Terrible idea. Did dad tell you to do that? You go to your, that, yeah. Oh, you oh, that's right. oh, it's a horrible your, idea. Terrible dad, idea. Does your father know you came up here what to are you gonna, me? It's the first time ever in 50 years your parents have disagreed on the same thing, and you're confused, and you still think you're making a right decision. Yeah, yeah. That's Jerome Powell. So he's, he's in a rough place, but yeah. listen. But it, between unemployment and everything, you know, the bottom line here, and let's bring it home so everybody can understand this. The economy is in a pickle. You got unemployment and you got the interest rates. I mean, the show it to what? Me. And, no, we have one, some graphs. Show it to back 100%. That up. No, we're in a pickle. So basically, you guys know all the questions I always ask. So I have to wait till 2024 to think about buying unless there's a shift in listings in South Florida, right? Pretty much. But is there, that, is there, do you have any graphs to back up this pickle? No, but, look, but you went through the numbers. So we're, 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 is there like a chart that I could see to understand? Like I understand the cheerleader being the economy and Jerome Powell's headed upstairs again next week. Yet right? again. That's your, 
That's your thing, upstairs. right? But do you yeah. have a chart? You have something to actually, Vinny. I think we might. Yeah. Um, okay. Okay. Rob, do you, do you have the interest rate chart? Very interesting. Look at that. Weird biz You have the interest rate chart. What's okay, happening? Let's, let's look at take that. a look at this. Yeah. yeah. This is called a pickle chart. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> so I, I wonder it. why. Yeah. So Doc. on the left hand side, please explain what's going on with these so pickles. So on January first, the consensus estimates of economic people was the pickle on the left. See, thinking that it was going to get up to about five point four start to lose a little steam and then and second half of the year is going to be looking a little bit better the revised estimates that we're hearing now because the, ec- the economy is still overheated is the pickle on the right and unfortunately that is a much more formidable pickle than the american economy was expecting got it yep yeah that, and that's it and so the and port the cheerleader is heading yeah. for a half a percent romp next week on march 22nd another half point fling probably Tom, in April. what is the what is the national average of a pickle interest rate size uh, mm-hmm. what is the, uh, <laughs> I, mean, I don't know if that's I where think, you're going with this yeah. I, I think, i'm still sitting here waiting to see what well, so, so, Vinny, so go ahead again, Vinny, what are you gonna so, say so because i took notes so a couple quarter point quickies in june and july and then the interest rates will start deflating, or that's how? right. And that's mm. when that's when we'll see Powell. You know, we'll see what he needs to see, and he kind of runs yeah. out of steam in September. Yeah. We definitely don't want so the economy to run out of steam. Please and blow save its load. the cheerleader because I really want to buy a, t- a townhouse yeah. or a house. For the please. audience, we with, uh, on behalf of uh, uh, the crew, we'd like to apologize for Tom's you having to see a couple pickles here, <laughs> just so you guys know. This is nothing. Uh, it's a pickle. It's just yeah, a chart. It's, it's, it's a chart. You're be, by the way, I just had a hamburger today. That Alper made, and there was pickles in it. It was you great. Like, you don't like pickles? I loved it. It was uh, great. Oh, I, I took pickles. the onions out because there's a few things. Onions, cigarettes, certain things you shouldn't do in life. Or around you, though. Then it just, you just, yeah. you, there's a certain gross. smell you touch your hands. Anyways, hey, uh, today's sponsor, Aura. Listen, uh, if you haven't yet done this, I've been in the insurance industry for 20 plus years. Everything is about preparation, anticipation, in case something bad happens to you. We don't buy insurance policies because we're dying tomorrow. We don't buy auto insurance because we're about to get into a car accident. You buy it because, God forbid, if something happens, your family's taken care of. The same way why you buy and subscribe to what Aura does to prevent if somebody decides to go take advantage of your stolen credit cards, passwords, on the dark web, any of that stuff. So if you go to Aura, Aura allows you to check to see how many of your passwords are being uh, used uh, on the dark web. They're an identity theft protection company. Fraud monitoring, a VPN, password management, and antivirus software all combined into one easy-to-use app. And uh, all of this you can get with uh, uh, with Aura. Protect you and yourself from America's fastest-growing crime. Try Aura free for two weeks and see if any of your or your family's personal information has been compromised. Start your 14-day trial at Aura.com forward slash PBD. Once again, Aura, A-U-R-A dot com forward slash PBD, Aura.com, PBD. Tom? When the economy is tough, man, there's these fraudsters are out there trying to get after you. Ten times more than usual. Yep. This is going to be happening. That's a good point. Yep. Okay, so, uh, you know, next thing, if we want to get into this four-day work week conversation that they're starting to have, uh, a four-day work week bill is being reintroduced in the House as idea gains speed. Okay, let's see if this is a good idea or a bad idea. By the way, the other day, Tom, I did a survey, okay? I did a survey, which, by the way, Kai and I are sitting there, and we're d- debating what we believe the results of the survey are going to be. Before I get into this article, let me read you what the survey was. The survey was the four-day work week, okay? Four-day work week. Is it a 
Good idea? Is it a bad idea? Or you don't care? 25,000 people voted for this. Did you see this or no, Tom, the poll? Was this on Twitter? I have not seen the poll yet. Okay, so 25,000 people voted for this on Twitter, the four-day work week. What would you say? I, I think you just saw it, so I don't want I you to I didn't. I actually okay. didn't see it. Which one do you think people voted for the most, from the least to the highest? Don't show it yet, Rod. I've just texted it to you. Let me ask the question again. Right. What are your thoughts on four-day work weeks? Don't care. Bad idea? Good idea. What got the most votes? What got the least votes? Tom. I would assume if we're talking 410, so I work 10 hours, four days, there's my 40 hours. I would assume good idea probably gets the most, and people would want like a three-day weekend. So you're saying most people voted for good idea. What do you say? I'm, I'm the same as if, if I think people just right off the rip knowing that they're going to have Friday off as well. I say they're going to say that's the most one. And so, yeah. so it's good idea, bad idea. And or, don't care. And don't care. Oh, everybody cares, yeah. I'm assuming. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I, I agree. People want this. Yeah. People, so, okay, so watch this. If you want to pull up the poll, this is what the poll results was. Good idea. 55% said it's a good idea. Mm-hmm. Yep. Half. 55%. Wow. So let me yeah. read this entire article. I got some thoughts on this, and I want to hear yours I can't believe well. that there's 25% almost that, that don't, don't care. It's <laughs> your fucking life here, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Shut yeah. Five days, seven days, Democratic, days. Democrat, I'll do whatever. I don't give a shit. Democratic, rep, Democratic Representative Mark Takano from California plans to reintroduce a bill that will shorten the standard work week. Tom, it's not what you said. It's not for 10-hour workdays. It's going from 40 hours to 32 hours a week, no. okay? Which There's several is a, bits of it. I'm going to yeah. let you finish. The proposal would improve the quality of life workers, meaning the demand for more uh, truncate, trun- truncated. truncated work week that allows room to live, pay, play, enjoy life more outside of work. Mm-hmm. Takano Bill uh, has been endorsed by major labor unions like uh, AFL, CIO, Union Food, and Commercial Workers and Service Employees International Union, as well as the Congressional Progressive Caucus. Uh, is made up of 100 members of Congress. The proposal has historical precedent with labor unions successfully pressuring lawmakers to shorten the work uh, to eight hours of four days a week instead of five. Go ahead, Tom. I'll go to you first. Can you read the last sentence of that paragraph in the middle there? That's important, Pat. Hours worked past that period unless otherwise specified would be subject to higher compensation. There we go. Okay, so tell us about it, Tom. This Takano, the Democrat from California, he is trying to move the overtime line. And he's doing it on a populist thing about a four-day work week. Well, look, let me talk about two things. In California, four tens, it's called, is very common in the entertainment industry. Editors do it um, in Southern California. Those motion picture companies still having editors in Southern California. Universal's got them all in Orlando, Florida. And so a 410 means you work 10 hours, four days. Shooting schedules for uh, entertainment, also very common, 410. So that's your 40 hours. What this guy is doing is saying the standard work week would be 32 hours. And hours work past that period subject to higher compensation. Code word, overtime. He, this is giving basically a rate he's trying to give a raise to workers by changing moving the line on the 40-hour work week Mm -hmm. so there's a lot can be said about a four-day work week especially if i commute a long way hey if i'm commuting a long way away maybe i want to work four tens that's not so bad that would be eight to seven with a one-hour lunch in there you know maybe you want to do that if i'm an editor and i just sit there cranking away or doing something like that and then i take an extra day on my weekend but i've worked my 40 hours this guy's trying to 
Move a burden onto employers, Pat, and move the okay. overtime line. Adam, what do you think about it? I actually have very strong feelings about this. I think you know, it's almost laughable. The the work-life balance, i got to have a work-life balance. But this is very important for workers. Here's my suggestion. I love like when, when doctors, nurses, firefighters, where they like work their fucking ass off, mm-hmm. and then they get to take like three days off, four days off. And, yeah. and I think we all know that the, the average worker just kind of comes, they work, they do their thing, they do their thing, whatever, I don't know, kind of have a gig. It's been a while since Pat has even thought about that, so he always laughs what the average man does these days. He was once that guy. But because we're like all for me, timers now. For me, I'm working 24-7. I'm never like not. I'm like, don't call me. I'm not working. Yeah. Here's my suggestion, though. Um, if you're going to work four days a week, I wouldn't go from 40 hours to 32 hours. I would go from 40 hours to 45 hours. Mm-hmm. I would, that word truncated that, that we were discussing, I would mash in four days of fucking crushing it for your company. Mm-hmm. Give, give someone the option to do that. I think because the company is going to be open on Friday. Some companies are open seven days a week. Give the employee the option of what they want to do. Hey, you can do your standard five-day, 40-hour week. If you want to work four days, you're actually going to work more hours, not less, and let them pick. I think if the sentiment of this poll is any indicator of what's going on, People actually kind of uh, agree with this. Let's not okay. live it. All right, I, I let's see. I, I, I mean, I have some thoughts, but I want to hear you guys first. Go ahead. Well, I'm just saying, I'm for somebody like me, Pat, working at Valuetainment, I have no family here. You guys are my friends. I'm coming in Monday through Friday. Four days, get the hell out of here. People are going to go nuts in those four days. I like it. Monday through Friday, keep it old school. Then you have, then those people are going to start complaining about those four days. I'm like, can you believe they made us, Adam, Adam made us do 45 hours. Yeah. That tyrant. Work. And then that shit, that problem. When you're yeah. at work, I work. I have an idea. Can I, I, can I offer one more thing here? I, I got so many thoughts, oh but you guys God, go. I'm gonna, coming. This isn't last word. This is something to add yeah. on. Here we go. How many time zones in the United States? Three outside of Hawaii. Hawaii so the yeah, court, four, right? Yeah. So if you need people and you want to say, hey, we want to cover nine to five in all time zones. So that if you need something from us, you can call our home office. You can get customer service. Four time zones. Eastern, Central, Mountain, Pacific, then Hawaii. Five, right? No, three no, no. It's the continental U.S. is just three. Three. You have to cover three hours because it's three hours between here and L.A. Keep going. Yeah, Make okay. your point. And so what you do is you, is you ask people and says, would you like to work? this so that you can cover these hours so we can cover our customers and you provide we provided a vision to them hey we're just trying to cover our customers so nine to five in any time zone they can get a hold of us we can answer questions and help them okay so there's reasons to do it not this guy can i give my thoughts here's my thoughts let me let me let me share some of my thoughts here so number one okay for this uh, whole concept we have to first thing we have to do is we have to define success what is success okay let's define success is success people having more time on their hands to chill out and do nothing? Is that what success is? Or is success building companies that creates jobs that the government doesn't have to come and bail people out? The moment we define success, every single decision is predicated based on the definition of success. The moment we do that, okay, so if we go with the first one and we say success is giving people more time on their hands, no problem. Let's investigate that. When you and I were kids, okay, I have four kids. You and I were kids. When we were kids, what's the secret sauce we've always heard parents did to prevent kids from doing stupid shit? What did did parents do? How do you keep your kids away from making dumb decisions? You give them activities after school. Such as what? 
such as reading a book, you monitor their homework, the sports, sports. They're, they're playing, they're playing basketball in the driveway yeah. with their friends. You know what they're okay. doing, but they're active. So let me ask you this: What happened when you and I, as kids, had too much time on our hands? Honestly, what I, do we I do? I lit fires with magnifying Mischief. glasses and I burned. What, what do we do if we have? <laughs> and I'm being very serious being with you. What did we do when we had too much time I on our hands? Fires. I'm My brother and I. And I was playing more sports, but you, I, okay. for, for certain kids, they will get into more trouble. No, no, not for certain kids. They will get in trouble if you have more time on your hands. You having more time on your hands, you're going to get in trouble. You are going to do, you know, drugs, alcohol, gangs, you know, porn, more video. Stupidity the moment you have more time on your hands. Fine. Okay, so watch this. A lady who's a liberal from UCLA uh, University goes and does a study to see how much free time produces good things with people. And you know what number she figured out? I'll read it to you here because... We had to do the research on this based on a project that we're working on. Here's what she came up with. This is a lady named uh, um, Mogilner Holmes. They did a research and a survey on 21,000 different people, and this is the number they found out, okay? They wanted to find out at what point is your mental health taking a shot. The study was specifically done when COVID happened, everybody's being home. They're like, we got to figure this part out. How much free time is good? How much free time is bad? Here's what she realized. People need two hours of free time. Why? To be able to go out there and do their, you know, your chores, pay the bills, go get the haircut, go do the shop and all this other stuff. If it's less than two hours of free time a day, they have stress and anxiety. It's not good for them. Gotcha. So you got an hour and a half lunch and you got an hour at night. That's two and a half hours. She said the moment it went to five hours of free time, stress and anxiety went up. Why? Because you started realizing, am I not valued? Am I not important? Can you not use me to do productive things? People want to be valued. If they're not being used to be valued, they see themselves as, I'm worthless. Mm -hmm. I don't feel that good. I become bitter. I have an attitude. Now, let's continue a little bit more with this topic here on four-day work week. Okay, so uh, if we define success of producing companies that did very well, the country in the world that they work the least amount of hours a week, you know what country it is? Italy. It's Netherlands. You know how many hours a week? It's number one on the list. 29 hours a week is what they work. 29 hours a week. So we went through the bottom 10. Smoking a lot of weed there in Amsterdam. No question about it. Again, if we define success as production that the world benefits from your innovation, if that is the definition of success, you are not going to do it at a uh, 29-hour, at a, what do you call it? At a uh, work week. I agree. At a uh, right there, they're doing 27 and a half hours. 27. The study I saw was 29. It's gone down to 27 and a half hours. Netherlands number one on the list. What else the least is on amount of work they, hours they work. Germany's Germany? next. Wow. They've dropped you as feel well. Like they're so industrious. They've dropped recently. This yeah. is a recent number. Keep going. The Germans not working. Keep going. Yeah. Keep going. Yeah. Norway. Oh, Kai. Kai, you lazy one. Keep Scandinavians. going. Scandinavians. Keep going. Get back to Mark. Keep going. Keep right. going. These Democrat socialists. Keep going. There they go. It's all Europe. Slovenia. Keep going. Go to Belgium? Europe on vacation. Keep going. Have to work. Switzerland, Switzerland, keep going. They're just making one watch Sweden. a year. Keep going. One watch a year. Austria, keep going. It's okay, all so, Europe. But what the hell's going on? Here's a here. problem. Watch this here. Here's a question. Yeah. We looked at what companies they have invented that has come out of their countries that we've benefited from. We have Ikea. benefited from. The reason why Europe can work as little as they do is because we end to innovate. They take advantage of. Wow. We fund NATO. They sit around and don't do shit. 
Europe is a socialist nation, not a nation. What do you want to call it? Nation. Well, Europe, Europe is yeah. Europe, basically the union. They the are, EU. They are. They are socialist because we allow them to become socialist. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let me go to the next one here. Some industries for their work week works. Not all industries it does. There's another one. It, it, it depends on the phase of a company. If a company has been around for hundred years, it's a hundred billion dollar company. They don't give a shit if you work four day work week. Yeah. I mean, like, we'll go. They're already working four day work week. There's so many executives in. I remember one insurance company. There was a guy that was making a fat salary with this big ass insurance company. All of us know about. You could never get a hold of them. You could never do anything with them. Never called you back. Never did anything. Work from home is making a half a million a year, not doing shit. One day we had a meeting. I think you were part of that meeting. Do you remember what happened in that meeting? Very heated meeting. You know oh, which one I'm talking yes, about? Yes, I do. Where I said, why the hell? Are you giving me a rep like this that doesn't do shit? I said, let me tell you, doesn't call me back, doesn't do this. The guy got fired. Okay, he had to leave, and he comes and says, "What I have to do? I can't. No, nobody can ever get a hold of you. Yeah. Nothing. You're not supporting us." There are a lot of major companies you can do the four-day work week, maybe even mid-size. You, there's no way in the world you can do four-day work week in a startup. No way. Good luck to you. How the hell are you going to do a four-day work week no. in a startup? You're not going to do it. So here's the point. I love it if they convince people. To voluntarily go to a four-day work week. You know why? Because the people that are going to voluntarily do six-day work weeks, game over. Totally fine. All the four-day people go to the four-day companies. All the five, six-day people that want to go take over the world and make this and do something impactful, come to us. We're okay with that. The the level of consequences on a four-day work week is so massive that all people are thinking about is, what is the next thing I can pitch for people to vote for me so I can get reelected and get another eight years of salary and whatever else I need to be doing. It's a bunch Brilliant. of bullshit, and, but it's very marketable. And Pat, COVID, COVID was one of the main reasons for all this all this talk. Because yeah. people are like, bro, I'm doing everything from home. If I do come in now, I want to be here less than I would have been before. So let me stay home for one more day. Am I, and, am and, I, am and I right? And Pat knows what state was that media company in that I was running when I had to do all this? California. Oh. Cali? Oh. And did... What is that group in Sacramento, EDD? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They were just a pain. But, you, but, you by the, them. Yeah. So you get regulated into this. These things that I did, I did to accommodate, to get the job done, to get customer service. But you know what? My fantasy football team, for my, for my employees, Pat, you're absolutely right. It's the people that were there six days. That's that awesome. was my fantasy team. Yeah, guess what, though, man? This, listen, I, the only thing that concerns me if it is mandatory, if it's going to be volunteer, do it. I say mm-hmm. I'll vote for it. Yeah. I'll vote for it if you want to do it volunteer. If it's volunteer, if it's mandatory, it's problematic. By the way, let me, let me add another thing to you, and I'll wrap up yeah. and I'll come to you. Early retirement, good thing or bad thing? Well, 55 years old or 62 years old or 60. Is it a good thing or a bad thing? No, I do not like that. Let me read this to you. Early, retire- early retirement before the age of six. I'm reading it to you from my computer. Yeah. Early retirement before the age of 62 has been associated with higher mortality rate risk in some instances. A study of Shell Oil Company, watch this, a study of Shell Oil Company found those who retire at 55, listen to this, Tom, Tom, listen to this, Tom, a study of Shell employees found that those who retire at 55 lived to be 65, died 37% sooner than those who retired 65. They're not doing anything? They're just stagnant? Those who retired 55, 10 years before 65, Mm -hmm. they died 37% sooner. And in general, people who retire at 55 are 89% more likely to die within 10 years. That's Those that retire at 55 are 89% more likely to die 
within 10 years yeah. than those who retire at 65. So four-day work week is a form of retirement is what wow. it is. That's exactly what I said. The reason I held up those nine yeah. figures right there, Pat, where you were talking, is because I've heard after age 58, and this is what this is saying, retire whenever you want. You've not, you got nine years. Wow. That's scary. That's crazy. That's what it's yeah. saying. Retire when you yeah. want. After age 58 or later, you have nine years. And Pat, why would you, why, so why, how would you correlate that to what, so are you saying because they're just sitting around, they're not, they're not active, they're not doing anything? Bro, you, and, body I, just you and I want to feel important. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We, we are put here to feel important. You ever see these protesters that go out there and scream and yeah, yeah. you're like, what the hell? That is a form of Attention. that girl they feeling want. important. Yeah. Okay, we teach our kids how to feel important. If the way they get our attention every time they get in trouble, they're always going to get in trouble because that's how they get your love. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's, right. it's the way we teach importance. When you're sitting around, you got nothing, you're doing anything for, you're not making an impact, you feel useless. What the hell am I living for? Maybe I'm no longer needed. You're, you're right. I'm no longer, and what am I? I'm checking out. Yeah, I'm, I'm checking, checking out. out. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so, I, I, if I could add to that, um, absolutely right. The number one thing that I think everyone is looking for Everyone that's listening to this right now is having meaning and purpose to their life. No doubt. Mm -hmm. That's like above work, above starting a business. Everyone's searching for that. Uh, my whole thing was I went from being sort of when I was young, not really trying to work, jack of all trades, nightclubs, having fun here and there, wasn't concerned about money. The exact opposite of building a business. And then I went all in into the finance world and I'm working ridiculous amount, working like burning the midnight owl, making cold calls just for like 10 years, grinding. And then I look back and I'm like, holy shit, I've got money in the bank. I've got hundreds of thousands. I'm a millionaire. This is crazy. And what did I do at that point? I took the pedal off the metal and I went back. I started doing a four-day work week. I said, Fridays, you can go fuck yourself. Like, don't call me. I'm not answering the phone. I was living in South Beach. Vacation time. Money in the bank. I'm not worried. I'm chilling. But that only lasts for so long. So at some point I said, all right, I'm going to Mykonos. I'm going to Saint-Tropez. I'm going to St. Bart's. I'm dating a girl. She lives in Europe and London. I'm having a great time. Travel, travel, travel. What the girl and I don't work out. What happens? I'm like, all right, I want to do something. I'm sick of the travel. I've done it. I ask everybody's like, how often do you want to travel for? It's like, oh, I want to travel the world. It's like, all right, after you do that, what are you going to do? Yeah. The rest of your life. There's another world. So then what I realize is now is that like having meaning and purpose in your life I started a little Instagram show that Pat and I were like, this is years ago. He's like, do start, start doing stuff. I was like, oh, I like this. And now I'm doing two jobs, working my ass off. So that Friday that I replaced now became every Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I'm working on a side hustle mm -hmm. because I, I wanted to have meaning and purpose in my life. I always say that my job is what I do. It's not who I am. There's a big difference, a di big disconnect. This is a little bit more who I am. So money gives you options, right? So what happens is as I'm doing my job and I'm starting interviewing all these wealthy people, Nalba, Heckerling, financial conferences, I started asking the really, really rich people, the millionaires and the billionaires. And I said, all right, like after you get the millions of billions, like, what do you do? Do you just retire? They're like, retire. Yeah. Like, I'm going to do this forever. Yeah. Like, because to, to Pat's credit, you want to have meaning and purpose in your life. It's not just about the money. And what I found out was that these really wealthy Powerful. people didn't just retire and do nothing. What did they do? There's three major things. They travel. They pursue a passion, starting a podcast, whatever, right? Or they give away their money and they donate their money. Why? Because they want to leave a legacy. So there's different phases. 
I just kind of walked you through three phases. At one phase of just like party guy, not worried about shit. You know, I don't care about money. To like, holy shit, money's pretty important. Yeah. Let me do that. I made money. Let me take my pedal off the metal. And then you kind of get re-engaged with the next phase of your career. You're big on chapters in your life, Pat. Right? Zero to twenty. Don't fuck it up. You I mean you can you can kind of say what those things are and then yeah. But by, by the way, Adam, you you're making a very good point because you've experienced it. Right? Yeah. Well, you didn't have to do it. It's personal. And, 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 and when you live live like that, by the way, years go by so quickly. Mm-hmm. You ain't doing shit. All of a sudden, four Boom. years went by. Yeah. Yep. Not four years went by, waste of a life when you do that for too long mm-hmm. of a time. But uh, uh, by the way, just to wrap this thing up, I'll just give you more logic type, uh, side to this. What happens if a person's working five days, they go to four way, four days? That's one on five is what? 20%, mm-hmm. right? If a company loses 20% of labor... They have to hire 20% of labor for the same amount, okay? So if they go have to make up the other 20% of hours that they're going to need the labor, what happens then? Then I have to raise my prices by 20%. Yep. A $5 burger becomes 6 bucks. okay? Good. A $50,000 car has to become sixty grand. okay? I just have to do it because I got to make up that additional 20% that I got to go hire labor. For people that sell this from the manipulative way that unions sell this, thinking they're doing the right thing, they have no, they don't care about the person that's sitting there, what is going to happen on the other end. You think they care if price is going to go up on 20%? No. They're just happy to get reelected. It doesn't affect them that much. Yeah. And by the way, I, I'm going to send you this thing. Take a look at this. Your states that uh, population change in 2022. Show this chart if you can, Rob, uh, on what happened. I'm, gonna, I'm sending it to your MacBook Pro. I don't know if you're seeing it or I'll send it to your phone and the uh, computer. If you're seeing it, pull it up. Check this out. And while they're looking it up, remember, unions get get dues based on a little percent, based on what you earn. They'd love you to make more overtime, and they'd love to have more people making less. They yeah. make more that way. 100%. So guess what? If you can show this chart, guys, watch this here. Not the pickle chart, please, Rob. Not We've had enough pickles for today. Watch <laughs> this here. Look at this. Make it big so we can see it. You know what that is? That's the states that lost people. And states that gain people. Yep. California, keep doing stupid things. Hmm. Keep doing it. People are the dropping. people that are leaving you are the people we want in Florida. Wow, that's a great chart. The people that are leaving you, they're coming to states like ours. Keep mm-hmm. doing four-day work week bullshit, union stuff, driving the entrepreneur out. Just like you keep losing people like Musk, Rogan, stick, uh, you know, big job creators keep mm-hmm. leaving you first time net you know, of your population going lower since 1851. You keep doing stuff like that. Look at the north, by the way. Look on the other side. Look at Pennsylvania. Look at New York. New York. Look, at, look at what they're going through. Look at Illinois. Look at all those guys. No problem, Oregon. Keep doing it. Texas winning, Florida winning, Arizona winning, Utah winning, South Carolina winning, North Carolina winning. Montana. It's totally fine. There you go. This, Love this, it. this is I would break West this down Virginia to losing people. Yeah, I was gonna say this. Probably I'll break this down into dentists. into eighty twenty rule. Like eighty percent of the map where people are getting the hell out of are the over regulated, highly liberal blue states. Typically, right? They're getting the hell out of California. They're getting the hell out of Oregon. They're getting the hell out of New York. Yeah, PA, paycheck, right? Illinois, all that. You know, but on so absolutely right. They're moving to Florida, Texas, no doubt. But the flip side is the twenty percent. What the hell's going on in Louisiana, Mississippi, West Virginia? I mean, to, the, the, nobody wants any part of that. You're n- nobody's moving to these states. Very, just 
just a little food for thought. Nobody wants to be part of a shitty state. And so what kind of rules are going on in those states that is driving out their people? That's what I'm wondering. We know what's driving out people from liberal states to more conservative states. We know that. You know, you know I'll tell you, Adam. I'll mm-hmm. tell you this. Give me the shittiest state, mm-hmm. okay? Let me run it for 20 years. <laughs> I believe no, no, you'll no, turn no, that hear, thing on. Hear me yeah. out. Whatever you call as a shitty state, mm-hmm. any one of these states, let us run it for 20 years. It will be the greatest state in America where will attract the best talent to come to our small little state that we have. I don't care how big of a state that is. Listen, bad policies have consequences. Mm-hmm. Bad ideas have consequences. Leadership, good ideas, attracts people who go there because one thing happens to creators. Doers and creators are interested in one thing. They want to feel safe. They want to go to a state that they feel safe. Trust me. They can sit there and say, well, I have to deal with mosquitoes. I have to deal with lizards. I have to deal with rabbits. I have to deal with this. I have to deal with hurricane. I have to deal with tornado. I have to deal with... I don't care if you got any crisis you got in any state. Free thinkers and doers want to go to a place that they're going to feel safe, that their ideas are not going to be ripped apart, and they're going to be treated like shit like California is treating them. No doubt. Period. It's great. And by the way, you- when people say, well, why is California the top economy in the world? Top economy in, the, in, 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 in America is the number four, number five economy in the world if it was a country. Because of policies that came out 50 years ago, not right now. <laughs> policy that came out 30 years ago, not right now. They're so into deep now that those companies cannot leave anymore. You, mm-hmm. think, you think if, you think if uh, Bezos had to do it all over again, you think he would have gone to Seattle? What do you think? <laughs> no. But it's um, too late. You kind of are stuck. Now you're in Seattle across the street from Microsoft. Yeah. Some of these things happen. New York and pa- Wall Street. Pa- I mean, it's pa- the clearest pa- way. Pa- he's building headquarters two in Virginia. Yeah, yeah. Massive. After AOC. For uh, yeah. So, yeah. So, Pat, the so, Pat, just looking at this real quick, if we had to, as a team, with you as the leader, take over one of these states. Yeah, it's just called for Florida, buddy. Gigs. No, take it over. I mean, besides us, where would you, where would you go on there? A- anywhere. I don't care where you You don't give a damn. I'm just, telling you. I, don't I believe care. it. I don't care where you put it. We'll get the best people to come. Pat, I believe it. I don't care where you put it. New Mexico, God, where Pat, we're going. Are you, are you about to no. make an announcement right Mexico? now? Is, is an announcement Pat, happening right guys, now? I just, bought, I just <laughs> bought New Mexico. Zero interest. Pat, people are asking. No, no. Everyone no, no, wants no. to know. No, 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 no. Don't, don't create rumors. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying, like, just all I'm saying is certain policies are going to attract those people. I'd be go- yeah. I would be in California for a month straight in a freaking RV driving up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down. Hey, this is Patrick <laughs> Bed David from the state of XYZ. We're here to talk to those of you that are actually working, yeah. that are feeling like you're paying too much taxes. We got a solution for you. Come to our state. Come on now. Let me explain to you what we're doing. Well, no, no, no. And there's a, are you sick and tired of the union? That's yeah. what we'd be doing. Yeah. We would literally be sitting there recruiting people. Don't worry. Get on the bus. Mm-hmm. We'll drive down to our state. Get together here that's what we'd be doing i love it and we'd have a freaking time of our lives but we're building a media company it's a whole different story <laughs> right, so let's... come on down to valuetainment where we're, not, we're all accepting <laughs> applications right now if you're a free thinker all right, a let's worker. go to the next one hey, Play. don't joke about that because of valuetainment on a serious note if you want to work in media and you want to work in south florida you should go check us out because we've got opportunities for people that want to hustle thank you end of plug and no, by the way it's not even end of plug where we interviewed our ninth editor-in-chief the people that are calling us are from some of the biggest media companies in america pretty impressive people that are coming in with the resumes that are uh, why, some of the names you know, we're hiring. We just hired a CFO. We're hiring a 
general manager to run the entire, uh, what do you call it, our uh, consulting firm is blowing up. Yeah, Mm -hmm. We need technology folks. We need CTOs. We need COOs. By the way, qualified. We're not talking about, let me just send a resume because I want to be part of the team. We need folks who are maybe retired, but you had a couple exits for $50 million, $100 million that you have a lot of value to bring to others. We want experts because we can sell your time as a consultant. There's a lot of different things we're looking for mm-hmm. right now. If you do have a resume, email it, Robert at Valuetainment. Once again, Robert at Valuetainment.com. Robert at Valuetainment.com. Yeah. Okay. All right, next. Uh, uh, can you play that clip? Jamie Dimon was asked this question. I'm going to read this article, and then I want to play this clip. By the way, just playing here. Who is this, Pat? Rob, was that you? Folks, I hear Pat. I hear. I think it's every time you open it up, it comes up. So I don't know what the, it's a and replay. We want experts. I hear Pat. Rob, it's on audio. Okay. Kill okay. Audio. So let's take a look at this. So J.P. Morgan is growing in Florida and Texas. States like uh, the, uh, states that like business. Diamond says, uh, "Watch, just play this clip. Let him say what he's saying about these different states." I think you have the clip somewhere. Uh, yeah, that's the one right there. If you can play that, you got it, Rob. Is it? Just refresh it. Click on it to refresh. If there we go. There we go. Tell me we don't have to watch it. There you go. Audio. Audio wrap. States that like business diamonds. Watch. Just play this clip. Let him say what he's saying about these different states. I think I hear the audio on the other. Rob, one of your windows is open. Yeah, that one. Close it. Let's close that YouTube window. Anything there. that's YouTube, close it. Okay, let me start it from the beginning. Hang yep. on. Let me yep. start it we from the beginning. We love hearing your voice, Pat. I don't get so, soothing. JP Morgan is growing in Florida and Texas. States like states that like business. Diamond says, he says the following about recession. And uh, some people that were not part of these two states were not happy. Play this clip. What are you worried about? Great, great to be here, by the way. So thank you. Uh, the thing I worry the most about, if you go, it's Ukraine. It's oil, gas, so the leadership of the okay. world, and you know our relationship with China. I mean, that that is much more serious than the economic vibrations we all have to deal with on a day-to-day basis. On the Ukraine question that we talked about a lot, obviously. I feel like ago. it's so loud. I don't know what just happened with that clip. If you can. Because it, it's, li- it's live and like was Jamie like, Dimon yelling at that reporter. No, he wasn't. No, no, there, by the way, all the audio room. There does. is a there's a 30 second clip of him saying that you you have the longer one. There's a short of him saying that that he's talking about. And while you're looking for that, I'll just read the article here. Mm-hmm. Uh, he explains the J.P. Morgan Chase is expanding in Florida, okay. opening branches. We can hear your typing. Uh, opening branches in a state that's seen an increased influx of Wall Street firms since the pandemic. We love Florida. Florida. We're growing in Florida, left and right. Jamie Dimon says in an interview in Miami, it's part of a broader move that's seen firms like King Griffin, Citadel move headquarters from Chicago to Miami last year, as well as ARK Investment Management's Kathy Wood relocate to St. Petersburg, uh, Florida. Florida and Texas are states that like business. They, uh, 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 they want you to come. They, they want you to come. We now have more employees in Texas than in New York State. It shouldn't have been that way, but Texas loves you being there. Okay. Texas loves you being there. How long is that? This is 57 seconds. It's pretty much what he's saying. It's the same thing I just read. Play the clip so some audience can see this. In poor countries, uh, and it's roiling trade relations between America, China, and the rest of the world. So this is a, probably the most serious geopolitical thing we've No, it's playing the other no, one, the Rob. Other one, it's yeah. just, it's, I don't know what's going on. Your computer's yeah. out of whack right now. Yeah. It's not playing well. Don't worry about it. Okay, Tom, what are your thoughts about what Jamie's talking about, Florida and Texas? Uh, Jamie is saying out loud what everybody's been watching for the last... 10 years uh, that people are moving here. And now what Jamie is saying, 
he is here's what he's doing. He's speaking in code. He's also speaking to the governor of New York. You want me, you want me to stay here, you need to start playing lies. So there's a little, you know what I mean, Pat? When you say something to somebody and you leave somebody out, the person that's left out gets the message. But he's also stating the obvious, saying, hey, these states want us to be here, the climate's good, things are good for business, and it shouldn't have to be that way, but Texas loves you being there, with the emphasis on loves you being there. They feel welcome. And he says, and we're growing in Florida. Yeah, so it's, it's where he's getting growth. So... It's, uh, I, I think what, he's what, saying, I guess, treat I guess, me, treat I mean, I me well and I'll show up. That's it. So treat me well and yeah. I'll show up. I'll say one thing about Florida being born and raised in Miami. I remember in the 80s and 90s where I was like the weird cousin that lived in Miami. Mm-hmm. Now it's not so weird. Now I'm like, it's cool to live in Florida, but it, it's... It's it's kind of like bittersweet to, that our little secret, that our cat is out the bag here in Florida. A guy like Pat should have never lived in Florida. He should have been in California. He's, that's where his family's from. But at some point, you're going to push someone out who says, like, if I just do this and this and this, we've done this all the time. At some point, a guy like Pat is going to leave freaking California. A, li- a guy like Ken Griffin is going to leave New York. You saw that he was the number one hedge fund manager in the, wor- in the world, by the way. He made $44 billion. What's the number that he made? Some ridiculous number. Four and a half billion dollars. Four and a half with his firm. He himself, yeah. Some ridiculous I think he number. left Chicago, by the way. Okay. Not New York. Okay, sorry, yeah. but... It- I get it. Yeah, but same. all these guys, you know, are, are basically moving to Florida. But what, what you, what, the leadership in Florida that we've seen, whether it's DeSantis, whether it's Mayor Suarez down in Miami, hedge funds are coming, big tech's coming, the crypto world has moved here. It's 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 a very good climate to be in, literally and figuratively, uh, for business and for lifestyle. And uh, I think the cat's out the bag of what's going on in South Florida and Florida overall. I I think that there's you keep a, bringing there, up cats. I think there's a complete different message we're missing on what Jamie Dimon is saying. What? Uh, Jamie Dimon is in Miami. If Jamie's in Miami talking, doing what he's doing, he's also selling the guy who runs this state called Florida. Is it that guy, what's Ron? his name? His name is Ron, Ron DeSantis. I know that guy. Right? That he just came out with a book, mm-hmm. Ron DeSantis. And I don't know if you read his book. In his book, it's interesting. New York Times just did a article about his book. Of course, New York Times has to trash his book. It's what they do for a living. <laughs> but here's what New York Times said. Five takeaways from this book. DeSantis avoids clashing with Donald Trump. DeSantis praises Trump for bringing uh, unique uh, star power to the tw- 2016 campaign. He criticizes the Russia investigation and mostly blames Dr. Anthony Fauci and other health experts for federal government's initial response to the coronavirus pandemic. Uh, yeah, because Russia was fake and Fauci and them were wrong, okay, for the way they handled it. And Florida showed that they did it the right way, not some other states. Now, again, that is my opinion. A lot of numbers can show that, but that's the first part. Second, DeSantis underplays Trump's influence. It's widely accepted that Trump's support was critical to DeSantis's victory in 2018 race for governor, but DeSantis presents a different take. His debate performance was the clincher, he writes. I disagree. I read the book. DeSantis specifically said that President Trump, one time before DeSantis even announced he's running, he asked him for a favor to say something. Trump tweeted about DeSantis saying if he ever ran, he would be great prior to him announcing. Then DeSantis announced that he's running for governor. And then when it's getting close, when the debate happened between him and um, Andrew Gillum? Uh, yeah, not Gillum. The one, the Republican. Uh, Charlie uh, Chris? Uh, not Charlie Chris. No, no. You're the about first DeSantis? one. DeSantis, the first one he went with. Not yeah, the same, Gillum. 2018. Andrew Gillum. Is it Gillum? 2018, okay. yeah. Okay, so he's going against Gillum, and they're having the debate, and then 
it comes to the point where he needs an endorsement, then mm-hmm. Trump tweeted again. So he gave credit to Trump supporting him twice in the book. So whatever New York Times is saying, if a person, if the average person doesn't read the book, they're going to say, oh, did you see what he did? In the book, he clearly states if it wasn't for those tweets, that would have not been the same. So he gave credit. I just want to make sure people know that. Number three, DeSantis sees the COVID pivot point. When 2020 got uh, underway, I was merely a state governor entering his second year in office, DeSantis writes. Within six months, I would emerge as one of the leading anti-lockdown elected officials in the world. Yeah, that's True. a pretty big decision pretty he made. Go. Number four, DeSantis boasts of his use of executive power. Both critics and courts have rebuked the governor for executive uh, overreach, but DeSantis is unbowed. He writes proudly about promising to overly overrule any major that did not want to host ultimate fighting championship events during the pandemic. The book touts his removal of the elected prosecutor in Tampa, a Democrat, and he calls state budget vetoes a, a source of a leverage against GOP lawmakers who do not want to face primaries. He explains all of that in the book. Mm-hmm. This The way they're... You were going to say something? No, I said, don't forget about point number one. It's not just the UFC. Yeah. Where did the NBA bubble NBA, come to? That's right. Everybody. Where did the Super Bowl Everybody go to? Came. Where, did, where did AOC go for vacation for Christmas? Right. She was oh, hanging out with me in South Beach. Beach. That's right. Adam. Yeah. Yeah. Number five, DeSantis does not dish. Anyone looking for inside, insight into the famously closed-off governor will be disappointed. DeSantis offers a few behind-the-scenes details and skips over some parts of his biography entirely, including the 2016 run for U.S. Senate. He does write about Mary and his wife, Casey at Disney World, but without Mickey Mouse or Donald Duck in our wedding photos. You know, mm-hmm. I will tell you this from reading it. You know how the book was written? I've worked with people like DeSantis in my career. And people like DeSantis in my career uh, uh, that I've met, they're very... Um, they're very... Uh, the book? Structured. Like, let me tell you, this is the kind of guy that from 25 years ago, he was careful on every text and email that he wrote because he knew this day was coming. Got you. Okay, this is the guy that's very methodical, who gets in, who's close. I can probably tell you he probably doesn't have 40 friends. This is the kind of guy that probably has two to five friends max is what DeSantis got, and that's intentional. This is not a guy that trusts a lot of different people. This is not a guy that lets a lot of people into his life. So if a person says things like that, would I say, yeah, they're right? Yeah, if you read the book, there's some parts of it where he's aloof. He's not giving you a lot. Got you. But that's because that's his personality. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's, think about Plays having that vision, that, that huh? focus, that dedication, Pat, for yeah. all those years to know that all those years later, it's going to come to a point where you're not going to have that grab them by the you know what moment or the mm-hmm. this or the text or the you're just a clean cut you Navy hope. SEAL. You, you hope. hope. Oh, don't get me wrong. They're the le- if he is the front guy, the left is 100% going to find some shit because they have people looking at that. Right now, for Trump number two, if you know if he, you know he's running, and for DeSantis, but it's going to be way more difficult to find it on this guy, bro. I found way that, more difficult. I found that review by the Times a little more balanced than I would have expected from the Times. But there is one thing that they they <clears throat> they need to go look in the mirror, catch a little reflection. Oh, he abuses executive power. Yeah. It's the New York Times that's been asking Biden to use the executive <laughs> order pen against conservatives for the past two years and they were pushing Obama last day in office to do you know certain executive orders so let's let's calm down on that part of it because that's the way this game is played exactly yeah obviously he's um he's kind of what, what he did what's we're talking about these five points right here he's basically saying thanks Trump but no thanks exactly. you know hey yeah. like appreciate it 
what he does here with point number two. Like he's saying, yeah, thanks, you got me in 2018. Yeah, but thanks, I'm, I'm kind of this way now. But no, no disrespect, he's kind of yeah. not talking trash out there. Even though Trump, you talk about what's going on. He leaked that picture of Ron DeSanctimonious with yeah. underage girls. <clears throat> like Trump's got to have some more stuff off his playbook. I think at the end of the day, if you're asking just any old average American um, what they think, that uh, DeSantis sort of represents freedom and Trump, is more the chaos candidate, and uh, that's not who's going to be uh, in the primary. I mean, uh, but for a general election. You, you know what point. I saw today? I think it was on Vanity Fair, or I saw it on uh, Economist or one of them, where it said Trump can still be president even if he's uh, convicted or he's charged or he's this. That's kind of what they were saying. Really? Yeah. So, so th there is, listen, there is a lot of fear. Is this the one? Yeah, here it is. This is from who? Can you tell me who this is from? This ABC. ABC. Trump could still be elected president if indicted or convicted, experts say. Okay, so let me ask you, why would ABC write this article? Why, why would you— Keep the heat on. On who? On Trump. They want to keep the heat on Trump. They want to keep people revved up attacking Trump. They don't want people—they do not want people to back off. They— that's, that's the last thing they want. Oh, he's been indicted. He can't go. So you back off. And what that does, that clears the runway for DeSantis not to have to build momentum and not have to deal with the Trump conflict. Yeah, I think to me. Am I making ABC sound yeah, too I, smart? I, I, no, I, I get it. <laughs> I, I, think, I think it shows signs of weakness and fear that Trump could win. I think this so shows signs of fear that Trump could win.